Hey, this is Kurt, and I am excited to bring you this episode. It is our first interview for this podcast, and it's with Judd King from Starlux Games. I did want to let you know, though, that <laughs> Chris, his internet went out the day we had scheduled to record this, and so he had to use his cell phone. Judd also had to use his cell phone, and as you know, cell phones, uh, the quality can be hit or miss, and you can hear background noise. Uh, I think Judd was outside a lot of times, so you might hear plane, dogs bark, or what have you. Uh, but when you hear that, I just want to let you know that that's what it was. Also, if you are listening to this the day it comes out, we talk about Judd's new game, Wizards and Werewolves, and uh, the campaign for it on Kickstarter just started today, and it'll be up for 30 days. So if you basically, if you listen to this podcast... Uh, within the month of June, you'll be able to go on there and be a backer if you want to get a discount on the game Wizards and Werewolves. Either way, go check it out on Kickstarter and search for Wizards and Werewolves. We'll also have the exact link in our show notes at summercamppro.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And uh, on this episode, we have with us Judd King from Starlux Games. And we're going to talk to him about all the cool things that they have available. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to have you on, Judd. Uh, I'm going to actually, Judd, I'm going to let you kind of introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and and about Starlux Games and how it all got started. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, and thank you so much for being a, uh, a longtime supporter. I mean, you caught wind of our first game uh, almost uh, five years ago now, yeah. which is kind of tough to believe. Um, that first game was called Capture the Flag Redux. It was inspired by my experiences as a Boy Scout. Um, that was my, my favorite game to play was Capture the Flag. And then um, when I was working on some business concepts, uh, that idea merged with a really weird LED egg I found at a, a store that was literally called a secondhand plant shop. And uh, <laughs> I, I bought this. I just saw they were called Augs, and uh, I thought they were ridiculous. Um, they were on severe discount, so I bought a set and uh, started putting them out for parties and people loved them and thought they were hilarious and then uh, somehow we ended up taking them camping and then uh, people loved them then we put them in our tent so you could see which tent was among the others and it just became a whole thing and somehow the idea of playing capture the flag with uh, glow-in-the-dark led lights just kind of merged together so that was awesome. how we started yeah that was our first game um, we've now sold over 50,000 copies of capture the flag redux and uh, the success of that has enabled us to continue to innovate and create new games. Um, we've created uh, four others, and um, our most recent one is called Wizards and Werewolves, which is launching on Kickstarter here this summer. Yeah, that's awesome. So now I have the Capture the Flag game, and we play it all the time here at camp. It is a huge hit. And so what... I know the answer to this because I play it, but maybe maybe not all of our listeners do. So, what what would you say makes it a little bit better? I mean, why? How is it different than just normal capture the flag and glow in the dark bracelets? What makes it cooler? 
Absolutely. So I think there's two main components. Um, one of those is uh, a functionality component. So like if you're playing capture the flag sort of standard, no equipment or whatever, you know, you literally are drawing a line in the, in the dirt to say, all right, this is this. And then you're like, maybe put some rocks up for like, mm -hmm. these are the corners <laughs> of the jail. And then it's like, whose sweatshirt is the flag uh, <laughs> or a football or something like that. So, so um, using a bunch of, <laughs> So uh, using lights to create a distinction, a very clear line um, between the two teams is really helpful, which was a, a pleasant surprise for our very first uh, playtest session with a group of Boy Scouts. They, were, they said that they loved it, that you could tell exactly who's on what side. So if you tag someone, you're like, no, look, you're on this side. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the advantages. The other is just kind of the futuristic, I mean, it's a game of stealth and being able to play it um, in low light conditions uh, where everybody's teams are color coordinated so you know oh, okay here's blue team here's green team there's there's kind of a, a, an excitement to that that feels kind of futuristic and mm -hmm. it's at night so there's something kind of inherently exciting and like whoa you know we're at camp we're playing we're playing at <laughs> night that kind of mm -hmm. kind of excitement even for adults it's there's something really dynamic about it it's funny we we uh, I, I know of one camp that has uh, a special event at their overnight camp called Moonlight Madness, oh. and uh, one of you know they do a bunch of activities when it's a full moon each month, and one of the things they do is would be uh, the kind of glow in the dark capture the flag, and I remember getting when uh, I got the Redux. I didn't have, I wasn't working at camp at the time, but I really wanted to kind of see it in action. I took it to a youth group, a local youth group, and they played it. And they absolutely loved it. Uh, they were like, oh, this is, this is so much fun. They hadn't uh, heard of it uh, before that, uh, but they were all in once they got a chance to play it. Uh, is great. that the kind of response that you've seen from camps and youth groups? I mean, yeah, I, you know, it's it's a, a little bit of a weird thing in that um, there are so few games out there that are designed for this type of gameplay, you know, low light conditions, mm -hmm. that not a lot of people know about it or are necessarily searching for it. But, um, you know, once once people get together and actually start playing, um, it, it kind of takes over. I mean, it doesn't matter what the group is. We've done it with, uh, we've played with, like, basketball teams in a gym. Um, we've done mega sessions with, like, up to 100 players. We've taken oh. it to uh, festivals out in the desert with, you know, you name it. Uh, and all these environments, there's just kind of a natural response, I think, to people um engaging with each other working together as a team um it's just so dynamic and i think it's the kind of a, a nice component to it as well as you know a lot of athletics it's really kind of about dexterity or speed whereas um capture the flag it specifically can really be a lot about strategy about teamwork it involves another component of stealth which was something that i just really responded well to as a kid um, mm -hmm. so it adds, you know, there, there's a whole other component to the game that I think makes it more exciting. So yeah. we have seen really consistently positive experiences with groups. I'm happy to say. Are you a little ninja? <laughs> Were you a little ninja as a kid? <laughs> I think I like actually really wanted to be, you know, like some sort of uh, military renegade, uh, kid. That was more of my, uh, longstanding fantasy. So. <laughs> That's fine. Now, this will come as no surprise to Kurt, 
Um, but there's a good chance that I play it wrong at my camp because <laughs> I just get stuff and we try it and <laughs> see if it works. But, <laughs> so what are you so, – like how would you recommend – what do you think is the best – like what? What do camps need for this? You know, like we right now, we play on a level playing field. We just have a big field out there. But like, have you seen this work better in woods, or do you need a field? Do you need more accessories? What do you think like makes this the best that it can be for camps and stuff? Well, I think a lot of it kind of comes down to what the the facilities are, what's available. So um, we played a, a kind of version of it with a group of. Um, like at a Christian facility in Hollywood, uh, California. And they, they wanted to play it. They had very, very limited outdoor space. So they literally opened up the whole building and, you know, stairways across the first floor, the second floor and out into the parking lot. So they were, they were okay with Joe, you know, turning the whole building into like this. That's awesome. (laughs) Capture the flag space. Yeah. And it was loads of fun. Um, on the other hand, I think some institutions are like, you know, we don't want kids running up and down stairs in, in low light conditions. Like we're not comfortable with that. So for those types of people, it's like, all right, we're going to play it on a soccer field and we're going to have it well laid. Um, and that totally works as well. I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, what the, what the camp kind of mystique is like, what their mm-hmm. comfort is with, uh, large spaces. You know, I mean, if it were, if it were me playing, I would, of course, I'd be like, yeah, let's go to a huge forest. Let's go someplace really, yeah. you know, dynamic and crazy. So it, it varies a lot. And I think that's one of the, the, the reasons it's worked is because it can be adapted into various kind of settings, um, mm-hmm. depending on the camp. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and the, uh, like the, the lights that you use, how durable are those? I mean, do you say, because they're going to get stepped on, right? So they're specifically designed, so yeah, they can be stepped on and they will be totally fine. Yeah. Um, you know, the orb is a, is a, a larger device. Um, it says we, we do try to, you know, whatever we can do to ensure the, the longstanding existence of the game, you know, don't throw, don't throw game pieces, obviously don't intentionally <laughs> step on them, but they are meant to be able to endure that. And then the batteries that are included in each set should last at least 12 hours, often up to 24 hours. So that's, you know, a good 10, 20 games that you should be able to play with those lights. And do you sell replacement parts for, like, if a light, uh, you, maybe you want a few more lights or something like that, or another orb, you've got three teams or something, do you, or does it only come in the kit? The batteries, we, uh, I'm happy to say that our latest round of manufacturing now includes um, just one type of battery. It's a CR1220 battery, and we sell a full set of them. Um, that you, it's all the batteries you would need for the whole kit for $5, including shipping. Now, I say I so I actually I think it may have been you that I saw down in Tennessee at the ACA Nationals because um, I was telling somebody that we lost one of our orbs. Um, it's somewhere here in our campground. No idea where it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know it's here somewhere. Um, so now when we like, is there a way I can buy a new one if that happens or what is there a way to get something when that because i'm irresponsible so it's going to happen again probably. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think one thing we really pride ourselves on as a company and i think one thing that's allowed us to to grow is um that you know starting off we didn't have a lot of control over our manufacturing 
And so there have been some issues. And and we just, as a company, made a very firm commitment that we were going to, you know, if, if someone called in and said, hey, this thing isn't working, we just would send them replacement parts. Yeah. And um, we've worked really hard to maintain that. And so when someone loses a piece if it, or if something breaks or whatever, we kind of say, you know, all right, well, do you feel like it's a defect of, of uh on our part or do you feel like it's actually you know your fault you guys lost the game piece <laughs> oh it was totally our fault it's, yeah <laughs> yeah so that's your fault we'll say okay you know hey here's what we think is fair you know how's like five dollars out for this um but to us we really want we want people to be playing these games like that's our that's our way of advertising so we'd rather you know have a, a two for one and keep our customers happy mm-hmm. and uh, and, and give them what they want, and then also have the game continue to advertise for itself. So no. it's in our best interest to keep you playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, whoever I say, whoever was at the conference handed me one. So I was very happy. I'm like, yay, I got one. <laughs> we can play again this summer. Um, now, you were saying earlier, I, I think you said 100 players. What What do you feel like is the ideal number? What's the best number for this that you, at least have you seen? Maybe there is no best number. Maybe it's any of them. Yeah. So... For our current kit, if you buy like our standard kit, it's it's set up for up to 10 players where everybody has bracelets. Mm-hmm. And then the game includes a number of variations. Um, a very simple variation would be um, you could play it. We call it ninja style to, to call back, you know, mm-hmm. me as a ninja, apparently. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so you can play it ninja style where like one team um, doesn't have uh, glow wristbands at all, and the other team is wearing all the glow wristbands. So that allows you right there to double the number of players. So it could be the losing team on whatever round is the one that, that uh, has the next game they, they play without the bracelets. So that's an easy way to amp up, you know, increase the number to 20 players. That's a good idea. Um, then there are other actual game variations that come in the kit that allow for, for more players as well. So um, there's a game called, uh, it's actually an alternate game. Um, each, each Redux kit comes with a set of cards, which are game variation cards and also new games. So there are totally different ways that you can use the same kit to play a bunch of different games. So, um, like the fugitive game, you could you again can really add a lot more players. Where you have a group of players that are all the fugitives, and they start on one end of the playing field, and their objective is just to get past the line of the other end on the other end of the playing field. And then every all the other players are guards. So the guards are lit, and the fugitives are unlit, and they're trying to sneak past. So. That's a that's a game where you would again you could add a lot more players using one kit. We do sell bracelet expansion kits, so that adds sixteen players. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you can go for a much bigger game. Um, our new game called uh, Wizards and Werewolves is its own separate game structure, but it's built so you can integrate it with Capture the Flag Redux. So you could have three teams playing, all of them with different colored um, bracelets and everything else. Awesome! Awesome! Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So kind of uh, the the game size again kind of depends on the nature of the group. You know, if it's a if it's a massive of kids and you're just like looking to get as many players as possible, that's totally feasible to do. And you could play it with multiple game sets where it's like, okay, we have you know to win for one team to win, they have to actually get you know three orbs, something like that, three flags. 
So um, there are ways to combine them, and it just kind of depends, too, on the playing field and, and who wants to run it. And if they want to do, like, a tournament, like a round-robin tournament, then you can have one team gets to take a break while they rotate through. It really just kind of depends on the camp. How, how do you come up with these variations? Do you sit around with your buddies and be like, hey, let's, let's come up with some more variations? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. That. <laughs> That's it. Because that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, yeah. Find out from other camps, hey, how are you playing it? <laughs> and they're like, all right, here we go. Here's a variation. So. No, I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, we had a, a customer of ours who bought Redux, and he, he said, um, hey, uh, you know, this is this is really cool. And I came up with some ideas for um, some foam weapons that we're going to throw in the mix. And so he just used the lights, and he started creating... <laughs> All these different games, and it was because of him that we created our next game, which was Glow Battle, which is a, a glowing foam sword game. Um, and it really was just him saying, "Hey, I could use these lights in this cool way." So, like, let's. And it was like, "Okay, well, cool. What if we play it rather than a tag-based game, it's a hit-based game?" That is cool. Yeah, that, I saw. I watched the video for that Glow Battle. It looks really cool. So I, I keep hearing you talk about the would you say wizards and werewolves? Is that yes. So tell me a little bit about that. What is that? So that game was um, when we were creating game variations for Capture the Flag Redux. There's a werewolf variation, and it's kind of like a zombie style game. Um, basically, one player starts off as the werewolf, and he goes and he hides the orb. And once it's hidden, he howls to start the game, and then he <laughs> begins hunting down all the other players. And when the other players are tagged, they have to they become a werewolf as well. So they turn off their bracelet, and they howl, and they join in the hunt against all the other players that are searching for the orb. Oh. And so... Um, that game was is definitely my favorite of uh, the game variations that we included. So we we took that kind of structure and built out an entirely new game called Wizards and Werewolves. And uh, so that's there are three different levels of it, A, B, and C, and that's like the easiest to understand, the clearest, fastest to set up level. And then the levels get more advanced, so that by level C. There's, it's called Circle of Wizards, and uh, you divide into equal teams of wizards and werewolves, but the wizards have, each of them have their own specialized ability. So there's a, a wizard called the uh, Astral Walker, and that wizard can go out of bounds at any time. And werewolves can kind of track the wizard as he, you know, is circling or she is circling the playing field, but um, that's that player's special ability. So it really kind of takes some of the, like, advanced... Um, sports, some notions of that, like a linebacker or fullback or whatnot, and applies it to an outdoor fantasy-inspired game. Hmm. So That's awesome! That's really cool. Yeah. And so why why uh, why go the Kickstarter route as opposed to just coming um, up with it or making it available? Right. Yeah, we've found that um, Kickstarter has been a really amazing platform to get feedback. Oh, and okay. to uh, to build awareness. Um, right. I mean, it's people who back projects on Kickstarter are just so um, incredibly, in my experience, just incredibly understanding and vocal and willing to share their opinions. And we are always looking for new ways to improve our products and and new ideas for you know what we can do better for the next round of manufacturing and things like that. 
So we just found them to be an amazing audience and a great way to, to gain some exposure and um, a great way to kind of help push a, a project through production. And, you know, because you really have to think end to end, what are all the questions people are going to have? What are the things they're going to want to see? And so just even creating the assets to really effectively run a Kickstarter campaign is a great way to make sure we're in good, good standing for when we do launch. And, and when is that going to be on Kickstarter? So that's going to be on Kickstarter on June 4th. How long does it typically stay on Kickstarter before that ends? So it'll be up for a month. It'll be up for okay. 30 days. And, um, you know, we even if, regardless of when you're hearing this podcast, um, if you do go to the Kickstarter and it's finished, it'll redirect you back to our, our page where you'll be able to pre-order. I mean, the incentive on Kickstarter is uh, discounted pricing and things mm -hmm. like that. Right. But, um, you know, it will be on our website thereafter and it'll be on Amazon probably later in the summer. Oh, okay. So that's pretty quick because I've, yeah. I've, I've done, um, I've backed a few things on Kickstarter and it could be a year oh, yes. or longer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is an yeah. advantage to, uh, having created five other games, uh, <laughs> or rather four other games at this point is we're kind of like, okay, we, we've got the shipping lined up. Like we have, we're working with the same manufacturer who's producing other stuff for us. Right. So we, we do, we are in a good, good position to, uh, fulfill on time. Um, fortunately. And, and after this, do you have anything in the works? Like, is there anything in your secret book of upcoming projects? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There's, uh, it's, it's funny. One of the reasons I'm like, Oh, come on, we got to get this wizards and werewolves game. Released <laughs> so I can work on the next one. Uh, the next one is going to be like an advanced scavenger hunt. Um, that uh, has character types of uh, leprechauns and unicorns, and uh, it involves all the colors of the rainbow. Oh. Um, and, and it also, you know, keeps with our, our LED theme. It's something that we're going to try to market, so it's uh, a little bit more friendly towards a much younger demographic okay. um, for kids that just love doing, um, you know, uh, kind of like an Easter egg hunt, if you imagine that but color coded and and uh a little bit more complicated than that but um at least as much fun oh, i'm pumped awesome. i'm excited be and cool. is there anything that you're gonna come up with that we can play during the daytime well all of the games <laughs> all of them can the leds aren't quite, quite as fun during the day <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could go into a gym and just turn off all the lights there right there you go there you go yeah. That's oh, true. we see that all the time. Yep. Yeah, no, you can play it like Glow Battle, for instance. We'll, our, our very first playtest session was with the YMCA uh, game group. And uh, we just played in their, like, their main hall. We just moved the tables out of the way, turned off the lights, and uh, let everybody start playing. That's so cool. it still looks pretty dynamic, you know, indoors with, with the lights out. Um, so you can still play the games during the day, but, um, you know, it does have a little bit more of a visual mystique if you play it in low light. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So now where do, where do people get this stuff? Where do like, let's start with the Redux. Where's the best way yeah. to get that? So the best way for us is if you go to our website, um, starluxgames.com. That's S-T-A-R-L-U-X games, G-A-M-E-S.com. Uh, so that's where all of our games are available. Um, we tend to have our best kind of specials and things like that. A lot of information about the games is there. Um, the most popular place that people buy our games is on Amazon. 
So um, all of our games, Glow Battle, Capture the Flag Redux, Werewolves will be up there. Um, all of those games are available on Amazon as well. Okay. And then is there, do you, are you on social media? Is there a way to follow you somewhere on there? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, Facebook, we're just Starlux Games. Um, we have uh, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. Yes. It's all, uh, all Starlux Games. <laughs> I'm going on and following you now. Kurt does not appreciate the awesomeness of Pinterest. That's not but... true. <laughs> Just not as much as you. Uh, Judd, do you following have a YouTube back. channel as well? Uh, yeah, same, same thing. Starlux okay. Games, yeah. <laughs> so everything's under Starlux Games. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Is there anything else uh, you wanted to add? Uh, again, just, you know, we really love hearing from our customers. We love hearing incoming inquiries. We're so excited. We just were at the American Camp Association. Um, we're just, we love summer camps. I mean, I worked at a summer camp for uh, several seasons. Um, it's just such a, a great environment and, and really a great fit for Starlux Games. So, um, you know, I, I love hearing feedback. I love hearing ideas. I mean, we've created a whole game based on feedback from people. So, um, you know, anyone who's who's had an experience with our games and, and um, has some ideas to share, please let us know. That's awesome. I'm pumped. If I I'm come up with a cool, a cool game, will you name it after me? <laughs> it depends on how cool it is <laughs> the moose hunt or something the moose hunt. <laughs> uh, thanks so much judd thanks for uh spending the time with us and uh telling us all about what you got going on this is awesome I'm thank you for the opportunity <laughs> i i really appreciate it <laughs> cool all right bye-bye bye-bye see ya so uh all of the things that Judd mentions, or at least most of them, I don't know about all the social media stuff, but we'll definitely have links yep. in the show notes that uh, you all can go and, and check out. Uh, our, I don't know, tool of the week or Ember, I, we're, I'm still not sure what we're... Hmm. I don't know if we ever came up with a good name for gonna, it. going <laughs> to call this, but anyways, um, this week we want to talk about our favorite roundtable idea from, from the uh, roundtables that I've run. So, favorite roundtable idea? What what is yours? What, which one did you yeah. choose? Uh, my favorite idea. Um, it came from the best things we do. I think it was a part two that I saw on there, um, and it it was a great idea. And I, I don't know. I guess I've never thought of this that much or whatever you kind of think. But it's called kicking camp up a notch. And I guess what, whatever group that that shared this, they bring their staff. So towards the probably beginning of summer or middle of summer or towards the end of summer even. Um, it really wouldn't work at the beginning with new people, but they walk them around and have the staff ask the counselors, ask the staff, like, what are the, you know, quote unquote, boring parts of camp or where are the parts that maybe the kids get in trouble? And then even ask the counselors, like, OK, let's brainstorm some ideas. How can we fix that? How can we make it more exciting? How can we, you know, just improve on that? Area? And I'm like, what a great idea, because we do that now as admin staff. We'll mm -hmm. talk about it. But the counselors that are with the kids all day, every day, I mean, they, I, I'm totally in, implementing this here at the beginning, in the middle of the summer, of having my counselors just go around like, all right, tell me where we have issues. You know, let's, let's take a tour of camp one weekend. Let's all walk around. Where's the bad part and how can we fix it? I'm like, what a great idea. Nice. So, nice. Do you know who, uh, you know, it, I can tell you it's on page 209. So I'll have to look <laughs> it up here. You said 209? 209. 
So yeah, that one was by Dan Laubach, Laubach um, with Bethany Birches, or at least at the time was with okay. Bethany Birches. Uh, so yeah, that's great a good idea, one. great idea. Love it. I'm gonna try it this summer and see how it goes. Mine is Grandparents Day, and actually, I've seen this. Uh, a couple different people have throughout the past few years have suggested this. And it's really interesting. It's not, you know, you think Grandparents Day is like, oh, you have the grandparents. No, no, no. Grandparents are not coming. Oh, good. The kids. <laughs> I'm thinking this is a bad idea. <laughs> the, like the, well, you know, some of those grandparents, they'll have like, don't you do a grandparents? Or you're thinking about doing a grandparents camp, right? Camp, they go fishing yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, but this is where the kids dress up as grandparents. <laughs> so they wear, you know, the the wigs, the gray wigs, and, and some of them have canes and walkers and do all that. So it's kind of a theme day. And then they play games that grandparents would play like bingo and uh, horseshoes and bocce ball. Uh, in this one, they even have walker races. So you're using That's two walkers funny. and two leg bands to bind the feet. So they, they do a uh, Price is Right, the mountain climber game, the Yodler. And they oh. guess prices from the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just a bunch of, uh, you know, just an appreciation for the elders, I guess. Yeah. You got um, prune juice everywhere. There you go. Drink. Prune juice. <laughs> but you can do so much, I think, with this. Uh, yeah, you can start teaching them to knit and crochet. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there really is a lot that you can Yell at kids do. that are on their lawn. Those kind of things. <laughs> you could watch some old, old-timey movies or uh, and pl- listen to some music from back in the day although these days it's like my grandparents uh, were in I the know. 80s no, no. <laughs> so, uh, that's my uh, so old. that one came from matt saunders awesome cool idea yeah. i like that yeah it yeah. is the the pictures that he puts are pretty funny with the kids dressed up those old people so next week we're going to uh, just kind of discuss campwide games and throw in maybe some of our favorite icebreakers and uh, talk about our favorite product. And so it'll be it'll be a fun one. I love campwide games. I know Chris does as well. Yeah. So join us next week for that. Awesome. I'm excited. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thank you so much for listening. around the camp whoa whoa oh are we not no not yet not ready we got a couple things (laughs) oh that's right we sure do i keep saying um i gotta stop doing that Uh, i say the word so i know i do that too i end all my sentences with so like so (laughs) i have to be careful with it i try my best (laughs) uh there we go again gotta edit all this out